Welcome to Clearing the Queue with Alex and Matt. Here's how it works. Each episode starts with a friend of ours signing into their Netflix account. Together, we scroll through their queue. Ultimately, we find a movie that's been on there a little too long, and we watch it together. The best part is that every queue is unique, so it tells a story about the person. Here's a question. Are we going to record ourselves talking about the movie during the movie? No, 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 no. This is not Mystery Science Theater 3000. It's uh, Clearing the Queue. A Netflix podcast. <laughs> Welcome to Clearing the Queue. Origin stories. Yeah, this is going to be a different episode. Normally, Alex and I host together... And we have a guest this week. I'm on the hot seat. And I'm hosting by myself. <laughs> I, so, I mean, I know one thing right off the bat, because every time I log in through my Roku, your watch list is at the very top row. Right. And so you're always going to see like the same, like, yeah, four or five. Yep. And I know, movie wise, I know I, oh, there's one movie, there's some documentary about Howard Zinn that. <laughs> I'm always confronted with, and I see it, and I just, I'm like, I'm never watching this. Yeah, I don't want to watch that. Howard's in, you can't be neutral on a movie train. It's been so long ago since I was actually interested in that documentary that I've forgotten why I'm interested in Howard's in, other than... I know why. Well, other than the 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 Pearl Pearl Jam Jam song. (laughs) But uh, he has, like, some, like, interesting, like, I guess, like, I don't even remember. He might have, like, interesting political views or something. He does. What are they? I don't know. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) that's exactly... Uh, corporations aren't people. I think he's one of those kind of guys. Yeah, and I'm... They're not. No, they're not. So, okay. great. It's true. Let's clear that one. We should clear that. Clear. We're clearing that right we're now. I don't want that, that on there Well, anymore. before we even get there, I have obtained the plastic bag from American Beauty. This is the actual plastic bag. And inside are a whole bunch of questions, some of which Are they on index you know. cards? I would no, steal little, index cards. They're on little slips of paper. So what you're going to do is you're going to open that bag, randomly pick out a slip of paper and read it. Okay. I like this. I like this. Got it. What's my favorite movie to fall asleep to? Ooh. What is your favorite movie to fall asleep to? Is it okay if it's a TV show or do I have to pick a movie? I'll allow a TV show. Hmm. TV and show. I have, I, this is also hard. Like People that don't know me, I have... Narcolepsy. I have undiagnosed <laughs> narcolepsy. Yep. That means that, well, this is also a theory that I, I've created based on self-reflection and years of having to deal with this affliction. Yep. But the theory is that a popkin at rest tends to fall asleep. <laughs> yes, I've heard that theory. You know, if I ever get comfortable, so I'm glad this chair is like keeping me sort of up yeah. and there's no chance of me falling asleep right now. This whole question is sort of unnecessary. I don't need anything don't need- <laughs> to I don't need anything to fall asleep to. Uh-huh. And it's more like pain, like because I'm always trying to watch something I want and I fall asleep and have to rewatch the shit over oh, and over. Oh yeah, so it's sort of the opposite. It's sort of like this is kinda like uh teasing me a little bit. Like a better me. question for you would be what T V show keeps you awake when you don't want to fall well, asleep? That's all right, so I horror movies keep me awake. Oh, okay. Not like nightmares, but like they they are the antidote to the narcolepsy. Yeah, that makes sense. And it's great. Um, my favorite movie to fall asleep to, I've got to go with television. It's Arrested Development is mm. always fun to fall asleep to. Yep. Uh, 30 Rock is always fun to fall asleep to. Those are my, my biggies. Uh, Arrested Development's on my list. That's in my rotation. 
It's just great because you, you, it needs to be something that you sort of know. And yeah. you sort of, when you're in that state in between eyes shutting and like, there's a point where you're just like, totally. I don't want to hold my iPad up on my chest anymore. <laughs> and you want to put it down, but still listen. Yep. You want to still be able to follow along with the platform. That, that yep. If it's even it's, just, <laughs> it's 10 seconds. It's 10 seconds. <laughs> your eyes are closed. <laughs> but you want to hear it and still know what's happening. Yep. Great. Yeah, I'm gonna in the future. I'm gonna change that to TV shows because movies you don't really have. Yeah, it's better. <laughs> Bad question. Bad question. All right, I'm gonna pick one. All right. My heart. Are you even looking at my my cue yet? Have we even gotten that I far? I can see that it's here. Hey, just the Howard's in. It's movie. waiting for me. All right, I picked a question out. Oh, these are small. I should have printed these bigger. I w- I was index cards. Yeah. People love index cards. Well, right now they're on little pieces of paper. They're so small, this like question fortune says cookie size, fortune cookie size paper. Yeah. Um, How did you cut those, by the way? With the scissors. It looks very like uh, like very straight, all right angles. Uh, I had a system. <laughs> should did. we should we should we save this for another? No, we'll talk about it now. The system. I, yeah. So I. I printed them all out on one piece of paper, double-spaced. Mm. And then I did all the horizontal cuts first, and then I did all the vertical cuts It second. looks almost exacto knife-like. Uh, um, yeah, I'm just good with the scissors. All right, this is good. Let's go. What's on, the, what's on there? <laughs> it says, have you ever walked out of a movie theater? And I know the answer to this. You know the answer because I've only done it once, and you were there. Yeah. We were probably 14, 15. It was the last days of disco. The movie title. The movie not, title. Not the era. <laughs> no, it was the mid-90s. It was and, the mid-90s. Uh, the last days of the brunch. last days of disco. And um, they were just... Uh, we, weren't, we weren't ready for it. I can't even say if it was a bad movie. My experience was that it was just about these people that were just dancing. And I hate dancing. And I didn't like disco music. And there were like probably 10 or 11 of us there together. And... Uh, there was just a real collective disinterest. Mike, yeah, it, we were just watching it and we didn't understand what was happening. Like yeah. it was not like it was. We weren't emotionally mature enough to understand right. what was happening. Um, so wait, we just knocked that one out. Two birds with one stone. Cause yeah, because that's your answer. Yeah, I, I don't walk out of movies. I, yeah. It takes a lot for that to happen. I just just a lot of money to go to a movie theater. It's there's an investment there. Yeah, I'm too selective about what I go see in a theater to walk out. All right, let's go on the internet. Um, so we've got so we've got we've got your queue. Yes, and I'll say right off the bat, it was a it's it's a it was a shared queue up until very recently when our Roku now allows you to pick and choose. Oh, so Andre's okay. going to have some stuff on there. I'll be, I'll shout that out. So it's a lot of TV shows up front and. Just to be clear, we're going to find something on here that you don't want to watch that I think you should watch. We're going to watch it. Clear it off that list. So can't be a TV show because we don't have that kind of time. Right. So there's Archer, Futurama, Bates Motel, Mad Men. Andrea, Bates Motel is an Andrea thing. I was going to ask about that because it doesn't seem like your brand. Uh, Orange is the New Black, House of Cards, Louie, Freaks and Geeks. This is all TV shows. Firefly. Now, mm. Firefly is one of those shows that I feel like I should know something about and I know nothing about. Do you want the brief synopsis? Yeah. Joss Whedon's uh, baby. So it's got all the hallmarks. It's it's a great ensemble cast. Nathan Fillion. Are you familiar with him? Castle? Ring a bell? 
Frank Castle? No, just Castle, the network. No. He's like beloved in amongst nerd circles. But anyway, Firefly is sci-fi. So it's like it takes place in a Star Wars like future, but has like Western sensibilities and aesthetics to it. So mm. it's, it's it like sounds a, great. It's the captain of a of a ragtag piratey uh, cargo shipping group, and he picks up a lot, ragtag group of people. And Firefly is the name of the spaceship. Have you seen that? Have you seen episodes of this? Yeah, I've seen about. I've maybe seen the whole thing. I can never tell with you because you're good at, at doing synopsis for things you haven't no, seen. No, no, I have seen this and it's very good. It's really funny. And like, there's just really nothing like it. Like, it takes place like we're in a world where China has taken over. So China, Chinese has become the dominant language. Is it in Chinese? No. Okay. So after that, a bunch more TV shows. The first movie that you have is Rumble in the Bronx. Oh, I don't remember adding that. Oh, you know what? I think I just remember always wanting to have watched it. Oh, and you never saw it? No. I remember Rumble in the Bronx being the first Jackie Chan movie, the first time I was made aware of Jackie Chan. Uh, right, was me from too. from that movie yep. coming out because yep. we were the right age, I guess. Uh, I don't think I saw it. Big Rush Hour fan. I don't know why I picked that, though. I think I just got, there's something attracted to me about seeing that movie. Yeah. Uh, you've got Nightcrawler. Oh, I, I definitely added that. So that was like, right, that was last year's Oscar bait. And I was firmly in the Birdman camp the whole way. Yep. Tunnel vision on How Birdman. many times did you see Birdman? I've seen Birdman three times now. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's just great. It's the kind of thing where you just pick up new stuff every time. But Nightcrawler came out like very similar time. And we both love X-Men. Right. So the thought of a Nightcrawler movie was exciting until you found out that it wasn't that. <laughs> Uh, the next movie you have is I Love You, Philip Morris, which was on my queue for the longest time. And then I deleted it. Re- I've like deleted it and re-added it several times. It's one of those movies that looks like something I would enjoy, but I've never seen it. For a while, I had seen... I was very proud of the fact of having seen every Jim Carrey movie like when mm. I was really... And I can list all the ones I haven't seen. And... <laughs> I don't think anyone in their right mind would say, go see them. <laughs> uh, like, I, I happened to see Fun with Dick and Jane, and it was just the worst oh, experience yeah. of all time. Fun with Dick and Jane was worse than, like, You, Me, and Dupree. You, Me, and Dupree is like, has, like, name recognition of being a bad movie, and, like, oh, that's such a terrible movie. What's the difference between You, Me, and Dupree and Marley and Me? Marley and Me, they both have Owen Wilson, but Marley and Me is about a guy and his dog. <laughs> <laughs> It's like a modern old yeller tale where okay. like the dog gonna gets shot at the end just dies of like sickness or okay. maybe gets hit by a car. It's it's not good. Okay. It, it's known for making dog lovers just sad. What what's worse than sad? Depressed. What's worse than that? Devastated. Suicidal. What if all those three things had a baby <laughs> and that baby had a miscarriage? <laughs> That's what Okay. It is. Uh, okay, so then what's Yumi and Dupree? Yumi and Dupree is a, uh, like, weirdly, like, Matt Dillon. Like, it plays to nobody's strengths. Matt <laughs> Dillon's, like, the straight man. Okay. After, like, having done, like, funny stuff and, like, there's something about Mary. Yeah. And then Owen Wilson plays his, like, Cato Kalin slacker friend. Oh, yeah. Who ends up, like, stealing his girlfriend. Right. He's, like, crashing on their couch or something. Right. And he's, like, he's, like, he's just, like, peace and love. And he's Dupree. And then Matt Dillon just 
So Matt Dillon is the me and the girl is the you. And yes. then Owen Wilson's it's the Kate decree. Hudson. Kate Hudson. Like fresh off of almost famous Kate Hudson. Fresh off of the Matthew McConaughey movie. Right before that. It was like 2005. That probably had a name. 2005. How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Yeah. Andre loves that shit. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, you got a bunch more shows here. You've got Scrubs. You've got. I didn't add Philip Morris, by the way. Oh, you didn't? No. Oh, it's just here. Yeah. How to get there? Think I think Andre it's my. One. I think it's an Andre one, but I'm not opposed to it. Um, you have a movie called The Layover. I have or, no idea. Or what is that, that a TV show? It sounds like a romantic comedy that Andrea added. Oh, it's a TV show. Okay. Not a not a not a popkin. Yeah. Ad. Uh, you've got Amelie. If we don't have, you need to make a music sting for that one because <laughs> the, the Amelie music sting. So, oh my God, we're getting. I mean, Amelie is the classic movie that that's the movie you think you should see, but you don't want to. This is the movie. Oh my God, there's another <laughs> one in there that I really want to see though. <laughs> so tell our listeners about Amelie. Oh well, just like it's like it's that one that like cool people that love film love. Yeah, and you kind of feel. Like, damn, I should see that. Yeah. There's like two movies that are on my bucket list that are sort of like worse. That, well, like Boogie Nights was one of them. Everyone's like, you gotta see Boogie Nights. Mm-hmm. I finally crossed Boogie Nights off my list. Right. Um, Requiem for a Dream is one that my oh, old yeah. buddy, Lindy, would give me so much shit for having never seen. But it's like, it's so hard to be in the mood for Requiem for a Dream. That's Amelie, why I've never seen it. And I think Amelie falls in that same camp. It's like, when are you in the mood to sit down and watch Amelie? Right. I have, no one's... Where I could tell you what Firefly that you're gonna have a good time watching Firefly. Yeah. I need someone to just tell me you're I'm gonna have a good time. Like I'm worried that I'm gonna be seeing Citizen Kane and like getting like a film study. Yeah. And not like enjoy myself. Well, I saw Amelie in college. I don't really remember it. I know that there's like a some sort of garden gnome motif, I think, that like travels like the travelocity gnome. I th- That's I think he is from Amelie. Okay. Um but it's not, it's not, I mean, look, I've seen Citizen Kane. Amelie is way better than Citizen Kane. Thank God. <laughs> I've never Kane seen is Citizen the worst. Kane. It's so bad. I mean, I feel like I can say that here in this safe space. <laughs> I did watch it like for homework in high school at like eight in the morning. Please, someone, whoever this is, if you're a, a, a Citizen Kane apologist or truther or whatever, Right into us, please. Yeah, clearingthequeue at gmail.com. I would love to Tell hear Tell me someone. how wrong I am. I just want to hear someone defend point by it's point. It's so boring. Oh, my God. All right, so Amelie is something to, that we should strongly consider making you watch. Um, you've got a bunch more TV shows. You've got Making a Murderer, The Office, West Wing, Friends, Broadchurch. Uh, you've got a movie in here called Beasts of No Nation. Oh, yeah. Goddess. I mean... It's a little too new to sort of beat Amelie. Yep. But I don't. That's the time movie I will never watch. But like <laughs> I should. So, I, at some point we'll probably do an episode where we look at my cue and you host and I'm the guest. So I don't want to give anything away. But this might not be the last time we've seen Beasts of No Nation. It kind of, yeah. I uh, it reminds me like City of God, which I really like, mm. or like the. Uh, the Hotel, Hotel Rwanda. Rwanda. I don't know if it's anything like those things, right? But it reminds me of that. The poster art and stuff. Plus, it's got Stringer Bell, so it's like, do you know who that is? I know it's Idris Elba or Idris Elba, and I've never confidently pronounced the first vowel of his name. What? Do you, let's pick one. Forever, right now. 
Never say Idris again. Let's go Idris. All right. Idris is what I said first, and then you looked at me like I said it wrong, so I immediately said Idris. Oh, I wanted to see if you knew what Stringer Bell was. Yeah, he's from The Wire. Oh, I made it that far. I watched the first four episodes. (laughs) I managed to stay awake for the first four episodes. You have a 2004 movie that is 77 minutes long, which is a bizarre length for a movie. It's PG-13, and it's called Primer. This is the movie. What is this primer? movie? This is my. This is the one that got away. That will not get away tonight. If I can convince you. <laughs> okay. Primer was sold to me by our good friend Benjamin Bushu, a man of uh-huh. impeccable pop culture taste. Yep. Sold to me as one of the best time travel movies of all time. Oh, he, I can actually. Were you there? Picture, yeah, I think I was there. I think you remember me going. Popkin, this movie is. I haven't seen it, but this is what I hear. <laughs> I think it was on the bus on the way to. I think it was on the because bus on the way to Because this is sort of like a connect. Like I, he's my connection yeah. to this movie. Yeah, and I, I mean, how do you pass that up? Time travel movies, when they're done well, are just the best thing in life. Yeah, even when they're not done well, they're like the butterfly effect, which is kind of interesting. Primer, I know really nothing about. I think it's like about like a. I don't know. I don't okay. even know. I don't even know. I'm I'm very intrigued. I. I don't even know if they mention the word primer in the movie. <laughs> I mean, we should probably watch that. When you're when you're promised a, a chance to watch the best time travel movie, yeah, all, you can't you can't pass that up for Amelie. For Amelie, <laughs> let's see what our other options are. What is the Queen of Versailles? I don't know what that. That is. looks like an Andrea ad. I don't know what that is. Yeah, it's. I don't. <laughs> what is Europa Report? I did not add that. That sounds like like. Uh, like Morgan Freeman like <laughs> is a president of the United States in that movie. I hope that's what and, it is. Or God. Uh, what is Lost in La Mancha? Man, La Mancha is a documentary about the failed attempts to make the Don Quixote movie with Johnny Depp, directed oh, by yeah. Terry Gilliam. Uh-huh. You know, I, I actually don't have a ton of... Other than like the Brothers Grimm, I haven't seen like all of Gilliam's like really classic good movies. But I, this was one that was like an entertainment weekly, like, which I'm still a big reader of. And it's sort of like, it's like the fuel that like drives my sort of pop the fuel, culture. The fire, that which yeah, you desire. Exactly. EW. Love it. And <laughs> I remember them sort of like chronicling this, like the whole step of the way. Like what, before like blogs and you're getting news that way. So this one was like the failed attempts. This is a big deal. This is a thing. Like, because apparently right. there was like bizarre things out of control that like weird strains of like diseases and weird weather patterns that were like following this movie or something like that. Why it couldn't be made. Um, and this was Johnny Depp, like in his prime Johnny Depp, like just before Captain Jack Sparrow, mm-hmm. like he was still making like really interesting choice and doing awesome stuff. And like, it just couldn't get made. They never made it. They made this documentary. So I actually tried to watch it and it was so boring. I turned it off <laughs> 10, 15 minutes. I love after all that. Uh, but it's gonna stay in the queue because it's this is where it belongs. It is nah, like an all- you should delete it. You're never gonna want to watch it. It's You're- it's really hard to go back and try to watch a movie for the second time, right? I mean, yeah. can you think- when I did the equivalent of like a walk out of the movie theater? Yeah, yeah, we should. Get I can't one. see a world in which I watch that. Yeah, me neither. Can we? Mm. I want to at least get like someone like read me the synopsis of what happens because I still don't know. So here's what I do. I mean, if there's all a I movie... know is that it was like classically failed. Yeah, just read the Wikipedia page. 
I'm doing that. Do <laughs> I do it. that for horror movies. So one thing about me is that I can't handle anything scary at all. So if there's like a big horror movie that is famous, you know, like like Psycho or like um, uh, The Shining or something or the, you know, uh, Blair Witch, I'll just read the whole the whole Wikipedia page. So I know everything that happens and then I can talk about it. Have you read any good movies lately? <laughs> oh, is that a real question? I thought that was like a like a tagline. I don't know for, what it was. Uh I haven't done this in a while. But like I would, like when there's a new like um what are those called? Final Destination. Are those those scary movies? Yeah, yeah, or Saw. Like Saw, yeah. Like I'll read Saw or like Human Centipede. I'll read that synopsis, like the full one. Just like to know what happens. I like that. Because that's not that scary. Wikipedia is not scary. No, it's not. There's a couple other movies on here. I, I can't imagine any of them. I mean, you've got that Howard Zinn one, which that's, is well, also 77 minutes long. And you've got Children of the Corn. Andrea. Good. Cause like that I was said, like one where we were like, we need a movie to keep me awake. Like... Children of the Corn is exactly the type of movie that I would just read the Wikipedia synopsis of and then not have to worry about. And then the other movie on here that I think is worth mentioning is The Cider House Rules. I have seen it, but I remember being... So we talked about The Last Days of Disco. Yeah. This was a movie where I'm like, I think I'm mature now. I think I get good, understand good movies. And like The Cider House Rules are actually mentioned in a... (laughs) And it's and it's cider house rules like like regulations, like right? The, not like cider yeah. house rules. <laughs> I loved the book. I read the book and loved it. And then I saw the movie, and it was really confusing because the book takes place over a very long span of time. So there's mm-hmm. two generations worth of plot lines in mm-hmm. the book, mm-hmm. and in the movie they combine Is it like, them. Who's the who's the the narrator in the book? Whose point of view is it? Uh, it's, yeah, it's it's still his, but there's this is gonna be boring to talk through. <laughs> but basically, I'm kind of interested in this. I feel like, but a- basically, they just in the movie they combine like two generations into one character. Yeah. So they, it's this dude's daughter. I can't remember exactly what it is. Okay, but what was confusing? You said it was something was confusing about the book versus the movie. Yeah, what was confusing was I started watching the movie, and all of a sudden there's this character, this picker. I don't remember what her name is. The Charlie's their own character. Mm-hmm. And she starts doing things that in the book her mom was doing. They just made her one character, so instead of... The, the movie doesn't span 30 years. The movie spans mm. a much shorter span of time. So they literally like combine certain characters with Sons their parents. Sons of bitches. Sons yeah. of bitches. Uh, which was just confusing. But if you didn't know that, you wouldn't know. <laughs> so not confusing to you. No, I loved it. Um, Cider House rules. Cider House rules. Yeah. So here's the situation. I mean, the movie that you are in most dire need of clearing is this Howard Zinn thing. But we can clear it without watching it. Done. Um, music sting. The movie that I think you should watch is Amelie. But the movie that we're going to watch is Primer. <laughs> because it's that perfect combination of, it's been on this queue forever. Yes. It's, it's actually spanned like multiple 
leaving Netflix oh, and yeah. coming back. It's it's reappeared. How exciting is it when a movie reappears? In Dude, your especially when it's Primer, and I'm like, because I, I, <laughs> I missed the window before, and now yeah. I get another chance at it. Yeah. So we're going to go watch Primer. I love how short it is. 77 minutes long. Let's see. All that's at stake is it being Ben Bushu. All that's at stake is this being the best time, time travel time. movie of all time. So while we go watch this movie, our listeners are going to hear the trailer for Primer. Okay. And uh, then we'll come back and talk about what we saw. Excellent. Here we go. Primer. Hardly know her. <laughs> That's going to be my review later. I mean, you've got the $400 billion. You've gone the charity route. You have this perfect 100-room mansion with matching his and her yachts and helicopter pads. How do you feel your day? What do you do? Tell her you had a good day in the market. You don't understand. No. You don't understand the questions that come with that, okay? Hey, hey. Oh, come here for a second. What's on your hand? You bleeding? Did you see that? I swear that was him. What the hell is he doing? Just sitting outside my house at 2 in the morning. There's no way I would tell anyone about this. No way. Can you think of any reason that you might? No, I can't. Sometimes we do things. No, we don't know how we got no. to that. No, I can't. I can't think of any reason why I would. There was value in the thing, clearly, that they were certain of. We just watched Primer. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, I went into it thinking it would be like Slimer from the Ghostbusters or like Primal Fear. Or like Looper. It was not that. Uh, I uh, <laughs> Okay, so we went in. All this movie had to do was just be the, the greatest time travel movie of all time. Yes, and let's start there. <laughs> I hate knowing anything about movies before i see them you know this like yeah. i don't like watching trailers i don't like reading stuff i just want to go in as a blank slate so yeah, right knowing that this movie was about time travel really changed the first half hour when yes. they're like in the garage kind of futzing around yes yes uh, right i mean like so let's 
describe this for people that haven't seen it. It's yeah. like it's super low budget. So this was made for seven thousand dollars. Seven thousand dollars, which like that means we could have made this movie. I mean, and and it's like really sharply made. Like so, you, when you're looking at like beautiful, every shot is a considered it's very composition. well thought out. Like yeah, compositionally and it's color graded. Yeah. It's 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 very refined vision. And then when you look at the Shane Carruth. Well, well, I'll say Caruth is. His <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say it might be Caruth. He he did every single facet. He was yeah. crafting this yeah. from the beginning. Um, holy shit! So basically, to to sum up, and it's hard to sum up. Let's just explain quickly what happened, which is these guys accidentally invent a time machine. Yes. And but the the twist in it that makes it actually more believable than most time travel stuff, and therefore way fucking freakier is that it's basically this box that time can go forward or backward in, but it can only go backward after you turn it on. So, for instance, they turn it on at 9 a.m. They let it run until 3 p.m. Stop. 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 <laughs> don't, don't do that. Don't talk about... You just read the, the plot in Wikipedia. I want to tell you what I... Just from like me intently watching. I was watching. just trying to tell the listeners. Don't, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. This is impossible to do. It's about two guys mm-hmm. that unexpectedly discover a time, invent a time machine. Yeah. And they spend the next time basically trying to thwart their double. They, first, they try to make a, a profit off of it. Which sets off a trigger of events, yeah, including one guy's potentially like they start referring to them as doubles and having to avoid their doubles. It's you know in Back to the Future too. It's like there are two Martys and yeah. they can't meet because it's going to cause the time. They keep going back into the box to basically <laughs> thwart and prevent and undo butterfly but- effects, and they try to they they think they're smart enough to to basically go to the a point. Go. You go. I mean, now... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Here's, I think, the easiest way to explain it. Yes. They invent a time machine <laughs> that can only go back as far in time as is when the time machine was invented. So we can't go back and kill baby Hitler. We can't go back to the dinosaurs. From the point when they invent the time machine, they can get back to that point. Right. So it really limits what they can do, but it also creates havoc because it means... There's lots of them in a very short span of time. I enjoyed it. It this was <laughs> this was this. It didn't. It, it hurt your brain. There's there's a lot in there that he they intentionally don't want. You can't pick up. There's no way to pick it all up on the first pass. Yeah, that's well. I went back and I watched it a second time. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> who is it? Who? Which double of you? Oh my god. Uh if you like time travel, this is yeah. a must. You have to see this. Yeah, I was thinking about it. Like, I've just always been fascinated by time travel. Now, now the fact this is a cult movie kind of flies in the face of what you're saying. Like, how you don't want to know anything. Because the whole reason this is popular is word of mouth. Right. And ultimately, you can't recommend this movie to someone without... without how would you recommend that- this... To your double of you that wants to now see this without having no without anything. knowing that it's about time travel, yeah, you wouldn't. You can't. Sure, I could do it. I could say so. There's this indie movie, and it messes with your sense of reality. 
as the littler you know the better and just get on board and just watch it trust me <laughs> there and I then your ear travel. would start to bleed and then we'd have to go <laughs> i back love and- that you so usually the universal symbol for somebody doing too much time travel is they get a nosebleed like that right, was in lost. lost and that's also like i feel like we've seen it more than just in lost and in this it was the ear bleed <laughs> uh which is just different enough. This is, I mean, this was just really a cool, weird movie. It, the the Rotten Tomatoes description of it was perfect. It's like they basically said, "Get ready for a mental exercise, mm-hmm. cerebral." Mm-hmm. I this but this movie's not for everybody. There's no way this is for everybody. No, definitely not. Um, what else? So I I have got a couple notes. Um, at one point he's like. He's like, man, I'm getting really tired from these 36-hour days. Because every day, they basically like go into this time machine for six hours, forwards and backwards. So they have like an extra 12 hours attached onto their day. <laughs> that would be crazy if you were experiencing like 50% more time every day than everyone else. Like they'd be aging. You'd be aging quicker, slightly quicker. Mm-hmm. That'd be trippy. You'd be tired. You never see them in the same scene with their own double. Which is also creates mm-hmm. this weird, interesting like. Well, for seven thousand dollars, <laughs> right? Well, for a but like for a horror story type thing, like there's always this looming nature of like yeah. their double that they have to avoid, which is true. At one point, they start to lose their ability to write words. There's like a lot of little like scary stylized stuff. Let's talk about the the most obvious one, the one that we paused at 20 minutes in, and we're like we had to look at each other and yeah. talk this one out. The biggest one was that. The audio sync appeared visibly off as if yeah. they were uh, doing the post ADR. What does ADR stand yeah. for? They're doing relaying the audio, the vocals after, literally word for word, and in a very verbose and conversational way. So you could tell something was off. And yeah. I had to t- stop and we had to talk about whether or not the sync on your TV right. was off. <laughs> because then it syncs, but it. it yeah. It, Links up, and it was like a really... That ended up kind of being actually a plot point. Yes. That they eventually... And and to your point about knowing nothing, it's going to fuck with your sense of reality. Right. And you need to sort of ride it. Yeah. Yeah, like when I saw Cabin in the Woods, I didn't know what the conceit was, but I just knew, like, this movie is genre-bending, so, like, just hang on tight. Right. Um, Similarly, yeah, I don't... Were you trying to actively figure out the plot like our your brain just naturally wants to do that to figure out what's going on yeah yeah but i wasn't thinking about it as hard as you were i was like kind of watching it and i was like what's happening here and then at one point i paused it and i was like did you catch that and it was just like two lines of dialogue that i didn't understand and you were like i've never yeah <laughs> I, it's i'm focusing with every ounce yeah. of brain power i have and you were like stressed and this is like an hour into the movie so you you worked harder than i did it in some ways it felt like we spent like thirty six hours. Like I remember yeah. being five minutes in, feeling like we'd been watching it for fifteen minutes. Totally. Were we? <laughs> I mean, this is. I'm. I'm glad. To, I'm very glad to have cleared that off my queue. I'm yeah. better off for having watched that. Yeah. That's like. Well, and it's it's interesting because your your favorite movie or the movie that you've seen the seen most. the most is Back to the Future, right? And this is like a, just a very different spin on time travel i there's a part near the end where i did like a i think i figured it out and it was when they were in like the storage locker where the time machine yeah that like 
it felt like they were going to like a new locker every time. Yeah. And I thought that maybe there was like a row <laughs> and like time machines and everyone, and they just had to keep right. unlocking and locking each other out of different lockers. Yeah. And that there was some be reveal that just to infinity, they were always going to be trying to thwart themselves right. in this endless loop. And I thought, oh, that's cool. Yeah. That might be it. It wasn't it. No, but it, but part of that was it. They were infinitely trying to thwart themselves. Yes. But they didn't, as far as we know, they didn't have a whole row of lockers. That's really what, this is called the, this is the infinite thwart. <laughs> the thwart that could never be thwarted. I like the infinite thwart. Uh, Bill and Ted, another classic time travel movie from our childhood. Oh, where there's just no consequence. What's so good about that is just there's no consequence to their None time None whatsoever. They can just go back. They can just grab historical figures. They can bring them to the future, and it's just fine. It's right. Like you can even have, like Socrates can be at a mall and hitting on young teenage girls. Yeah, which he does do. <laughs> so great. Uh, another. Uh, I wrote down Donnie Darko. I feel like if you were describing this movie to people, I feel like Donnie Darko is one of the things I would reference. Absolutely. Um, the other one, but you know, with Donnie Darko, the big thing with that one is you have to rewatch it several times, like a which lot. I haven't. Neither have I. <laughs> I mean, but we both know that that's a thing. That's a thing. Yeah. Um, and then the other one is safety not guaranteed. Have you seen that? I don't even know what that is. Oh, it's great. It's another Duplass one. It's about time travel, which I can tell you because it's not a spoiler. But basically, the whole movie is about this dude who's trying to create a time machine. And it's unclear whether it's real or not. We should add it to your queue. It's nothing. This is nothing like Looper. Looper Braden is... Looper? <laughs> do you remember Braden Looper, the relief pitcher for the Mets? I do. He I wanted do. to be a starter and they wanted him to be a reliever. <laughs> <laughs> That's the end of that story. Yeah. Uh, no, this Looper. Bradley Cooper? <laughs> Bradley Looper? He, uh, that was more like the Terminator or like a, like a really... What is Looper? I don't remember. Looper's with, uh, Third Rock from the Sun, Joseph Gordon-Levitt uh-huh. and Bruce Willis and they're hitmen. Oh, I saw that. And they're He men. is himself. Yeah. He's him from, yeah. It's hard to get by because we know what Bruce Willis looked like when he was younger and he didn't look like Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Even with the prosthetic thing. And then yeah. that movie also turns into like the story of like this like mutant kid. That, yeah, like, but that's like an action movie. Yeah, right. It was saying, fun. They've right. got the coins and stuff. Yeah. Right. right? I remember coins. Tele- they have telepathic powers. Like in the the coins do. Yeah. Yeah. The humans. That was good. I saw that on a plane. Mm. Ooh, let's add that to the question bag. What's the best movie you've ever seen on a plane? Okay. <laughs> I, it was Home Alone. It was uh, like in 90... It was like... It's not like it was like it had just come out of the movie theater. It was great. Oh, so this was back when it wasn't like a personal t- screen. You were like everybody was watching Home Alone. Mm. We're gonna rate this movie on the indie scale. Is there an indie scale? You have For, two different scales. This is an indie scale. This is a five. This is like this is this is what like film school people aspire to do. <laughs> like you do every single thing. Yeah, and you make something that's like lasting and original and has a point of view. It's insane that they made this for seven thousand dollars. Right. Oh yeah, it was really. We didn't even talk about the acting. Acting was great. Yeah, it was convincing. Very convincing. Yeah. Uh, the very the conversationalness of it. Totally. Um, but on my scale, the the Netflix scale, 
It's a three. Three and a half. Mm. You're left a little too puzzled. And you worked a little too hard for not enough. <laughs> not enough return. So for me, I didn't work as hard. Oh, oh, okay. So that was a four. That was four stars for me. Five is my favorite movies of all time. Three is movies that I enjoy and then probably quickly forget about. This was a four. This was really, really good. And to Benjamin Bushu, we say... Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Bush. <laughs> For recommending this. If I had reviewed it when it first came out, like if I had seen it right at Sundance at the first screening, I'd be like, this movie is primed for a, a lot of big success. <laughs> <laughs> but now that it's been 12 years since it came out, that feels a little dated. All right. Say the magic words. <laughs> All right, Alex. You just got one step closer to... Clearing, Clearing the, the queue. queue. That was Clearing the Queue. If you have heard anything you like or know that we were just dead wrong about, you can email us at uh, clearingthequeue at gmail.com. Q is spelled Q-U-E-U-E. That's a tough one. And if your thoughts are funny, we'll read it on air. Follow us on Twitter at CTQ Podcast, Instagram at Clearing the Queue, Facebook.com slash Clearing the Queue. Subscribe on iTunes? Yeah, subscribe on iTunes. <laughs> I don't know how you do that. <laughs> <laughs>